Intro music. That's not it. What? He's no good to me, Dad. Intro music. Intro music. Bounty hunting is a complicated profession. It is, but I don't know that we're going to talk too much about bounty hunting this week. There's not a lot of bounty hunting to talk about. No, because it's all over. It's all done. It's, it's all done. Sudden. But we do have a very exciting episode. We are live here. We we always record live, gentlemen. By the way, uh, we do have guests. We have guests. Welcome. In case you were wondering what you were listening to, this is uh, Banter, Beskar, Bantha Milk. We're a Mandalorian podcast usually, but today we're gonna we're gonna talk more broad terms. But let's introduce our guests here, Rob. Let's do it. Because what would a podcast be without guests? Yeah. So we have JJ. You might have heard of him, JJ Abrams. How you doing? Oh, I'm sorry. They they couldn't make it today. And uh, JJ, but no, but we do have another uh, guy. All right, that's fine. Uh, you know, uh, another famous director, but he doesn't really want to talk too much, so we won't talk about him either. But what we will introduce is our two friends that are here instead. Uh, Brian and Tom are here hey, instead. So welcome, gentlemen. Hi, guys. Hello, Star Wars fans. So we are we are four, uh, just four dudes. We are, we are usually two dudes talking Star Wars. Today we are four dudes. Four dudes. Talking Star Wars. And we're excited, number one, because this is going to be our uh, Rise of Skywalker discussion. Yes. Right? We've got a lot to talk about, right? So if you haven't seen the Rise of Skywalker, maybe maybe go check your local listings and get it, get that sorted out. Before, before it's out of theaters. There's only like a week or two left before yeah, and, it and is And 1917 just took over the, uh, the number one spot in the box Yes. Office. So now. Now you know you're in trouble. That's right. But uh, we were very excited too because we have uh, we had to do zero work for the drink this week. That's right. Look at because this, our this special guest Brian brought in. Our special guest brought Tell in a special drink. Tell us about this drink, drink, Brian. Okay. So uh, today's drink is inspired by Star Wars Galaxy's Edge. Uh, it's called the Yub Nub Drink, and uh, it seems pretty cool. It seems right up my alley. Uh, it is half cup orange pineapple juice, half cup mango juice, a shot of pineapple rum, a shot of spiced rum. One tablespoon of what they call passion fruit simple syrup, which is just passion fruit juice and sugar kind of boiled down to a little reduction. Which there. you cooked yourself I, beforehand. Well, he, my he, wife did. Okay. Oh, <laughs> see, he did not tell us that, but he did roll up with this nice little Tupperware container filled with this beautiful little liquid. But but there's a reason that I chose this drink, and uh, that hopefully the super dorks will know about this. Um, the the magic of the Yub Nub song, right? Yub Nub. Right. People do not know anymore because in the special edition, Yub Nub song has been taken out. That's right. And John Williams wrote a, a different piece for it. Uh, so I wanted to bring back the Yub Nub, make sure that everybody gets a chance to know what it is. You know, go back and watch the original version of it. But also, I'm not sure if you guys know, in Rise of Skywalker, John Williams actually has a cameo. In yes, it. he does. I, I heard saw that. that. I haven't. I haven't seen a picture of it yet. Though. So. Well, here's a picture right here. Our viewers at home can just imagine it. Yeah. Uh, but it's a picture of John Williams, and he's like a bartender with his like mechanical eye on, and his character's name is Oma Trace, which is an anagram for maestro. For maestro, yes. For maestro. Yes. So, uh, as a tribute to John Williams and his just incredible yub nub theme, which people today don't know, it's just a travesty. So go listen to it. Get the original record. Go on YouTube. Listen to the Yub Nub song. So that's why I'm going to make this drink for you guys today. Sounds like a plan. I it love it. It should be noted that uh, Brian and I are both musicians, so you know we hold Star Wars music fairly near and dear to our heart. Um, so I'm uh, I'm pretty excited about this. It smells very good in here. We've got a lot of different ingredients. Lots in of, of fruity us. flavors, very which fruity. we all like. Yep. And so uh, Brian, why don't you get to work on that? Uh, while we while we say hey to Tom, Tom, how you doing over there? Good. How are you? I'm doing well. Tom actually is one of those uh, who, if you've been listening, we've talked about this uh, Star Wars Galaxies 
uh, emulator that we play uh, on on uh, Sunrunner 2. So Tom is the mayor of uh, a River Run over here. That's how nerdy we get. Um, so happy to have you aboard. On and while we're time. talking about that, I told one of our one of the people in Sunrunner 2, uh, Samav is her screen name. I think it's Samave. 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 Sammy's. Sammy's. Yeah, she has a couple different alts in there. Sammy's. Samave. Anywho. I said I would throw a shout out to her because she does listen to our podcast. No so way. I was very excited about that. So, wow. yes. Well, how you doing, Sammy? I think she should take a trip out here and join us. Yeah. She should. I don't know where she's from other than Nerdopolis. On <laughs> she's from Nerdopolis. Star Wars where, where else would she be from? <laughs> yeah, Which is a great city name, by the way. It is it a sure great is. city name. Especially for Star Wars fans. So while Brian, Brian is making this drink, and it looks delightfully orange yes. so far. Um, There's no green alcohol in this at all, which is delicious. No Midori. No Midori. It's a little dark right there, like a little binary sunset. Yeah. Ooh, look at that. You're right. Very nice. I like it. So we, I guess we should start talking about, like, you know, the the reason for the season, shall we say. The reason we're here, it is because of this new Star Wars movie. And it's pretty controversial, so it seems. But not, right. not from fans, and, I feel like. And it's been long enough that uh, we can tell you... Uh, spoiler alert! Yeah, they're if gonna you be haven't seen it yet, I mean, we're gonna give long, a rundown. What are we, ten of the minutes show. into the episode? Yeah, uh, we're, we're, about five so far. That's all right. it. Well, well, you should know by now. We're gonna you're gonna hear some spoilers for this. Yeah, well, right? I mean, if you have not seen the movie by now, you're not a Star Wars fan, right? Let's Correct. Yeah, Get I would there. agree with Make that. Make it happen. I would agree with that. Right? Odds are, if you haven't seen the movie by now, you're not listening to this podcast. No, right? No, exactly. <laughs> um, but I, first of all, I'm gonna put it out there. I thought it was outstanding. Uh, I do have. I've been seeing like on my Facebook feed, people like now posting their their updated order and uh, Brian actually had me and Rob come in and give an updated order uh, of our, our thoughts about this, the movies I've seen a lot of people put it down towards the bottom and I would definitely disagree uh, so Tom and I for the past five years now yeah, it's yeah, been tradition. a tradition every you know Christmas when they come out we go together and we see it twice opening weekend. Well, we've seen all five of the new movies together. Yes. I mean, Solo, Rogue One, and yeah, all three yeah, of the even Yeah, so, and I think last Christmas was the only Christmas we didn't get to spend together because they didn't have one last Christmas, so it was <laughs> right. really sad. But yeah, so we, we do, we've seen all these movies together, and we've always seen it twice. We've seen it once in 2D and once in 3D. Oh, I can't do the 3D thing. I wear glasses. It's like really annoying to put the 3D glasses yeah, on. Oh, yeah, on over top of the glasses. Yeah, I can see that. Um... But I will say this: after seeing it the first time, I was not a fan, which is why. Yeah, Rob I, came I into work the next day, and he seemed kind of down. I yeah. looked like I saw a ghost. I was just in a in a zombie haze yeah. for it, at least a day. It was an interesting marathon. Thank you, Brian. It was an interesting marathon because Rob and Tom went and saw it at like six o'clock, and then like Brian went and saw it at ten o'clock, and I saw it at like twelve o'clock. All on so, Thursday night. All on the same night. Yes. And so we were getting like texts rolling in at different times from from when people had seen finishing it um but yeah the next day rob you seemed like a, a little a little yeah. lost a well, little unsure my problem was i i listened to the critics and the critics they didn't like it they didn't like it not at all they didn't even like it a little bit no i think on rotten tomatoes got like a 54 percent rating or something yeah. from yeah. from the critics but it's got like an 85 percent fan rating or something like that so after hearing that all the critics hated it, even though the critics have hated every single Star Wars movie that yeah. has ever come out, yeah. but whatever, um, I, I went into it and I'm going, why are they doing this? Why are they doing that? This is stupid. That shouldn't happen. This doesn't look right. That doesn't look... And I was like angry um, instead of just enjoying it. Um, 
so then you pass those uh, paper towels on over this way. Yeah. So well, then I didn't know what the point meant. The point <laughs> Rob, so Rob, I could see. On this table. It's, I could it's see. live. It's all live, folks. We, they know. They know we're not exactly pros. Yeah. Here. Brian's um, still mixing drinks for everybody. He's doing it one drink at a time. Yeah, he's he, doing yeah. a great job. That's why he's so silent over there. Yeah. And I but, watched the <laughs> as high tech as we are. The pineapple juice. I, I didn't have a. He called it a church. It's a key. church key. Apparently, I didn't have the proper key to open up the pineapple Rob juice just took can. Out a, a knife. So I just started hacking away. Those can openers are from like the 60s. 70s. Yeah, I don't think anyone's right. bought one since 1957. Yeah, this yeah. is the first can of pineapple juice sold this decade. Um, That's right. So it's it's uh, pretty interesting. So Thank you. Um, normally they come with a with a can opener themselves because nobody so. uses them anymore. Now, if anybody wants to make theirs bubbly, I also brought Sprite if you wanted to make it a little bit bubbly or things like that. I'll but try both. No worries. It's up to you if you don't. Awesome. Um, so back to the movie now that after I see Brian spilling it on himself and that's what the point was yes but you know we're high tech and, and very professional here that's right um, so yeah so after seeing it once I wasn't impressed Tom wasn't impressed the, the funniest part was as the, the credits are rolling we stand up. Rob's daughter is sleeping. And <laughs> she fell asleep during like the fight scene. The she's, last she's scene. She's snoring uh, in the you know the, the the new comfortable theaters where they have the recliners and she's there snoring. I can't see movies so, in another different type of theater anymore. No, you oh can't, no, you can't yeah, go you back, need those. So you yeah. So Rob and I both stand up. He's sitting behind me in the row behind me, and we look at each other like WTF? Like what did we just watch? <laughs> we were like, well, that happened. And <laughs> and we were both feeling the same feelings. We were leaving the theater, kind of talking quietly. We don't want to ruin it, even though Rob's usual thing is to leave a theater and go Chewbacca dies. Oh. That's usually <laughs> See, what he does. When he's I I literally on every new one that's come out. If there's a, a showing before me, I will wear headphones or I will like close my <laughs> eyes. Like I, I, I just know that there are people out there who like really enjoy other people's misery, and I just yeah. am not about that. Well, he he's done it all the other four movies. He walks out of the movie, goes, "So it was weird when Chewbacca died." Right. He does it every <laughs> single time. But anyway, we you know we're looking at each other and we're both saying the same thoughts. We're like reading each other's minds that we're we're kind of disappointed. Um, and, you know, it was nice that we got to go again a couple days later for that validation just to give it a yeah. shot. And we both came out looking at each other, surprised that we, we really liked it. Right. I do want to I do want to take a pause. We are going to jump right back in here. But Brian has finished all of these. All drinks. four drinks. It smells delightful in here. It this does. is the Yub Nub. The Yub right? Nub. So we just let's raise a glass here. Cheers to Gentlemen. Brian and the Yub Nub. It's, it's a delightful orange color. Let's uh, let's it give is. it a sip here. It's not green. Okay, no, that is tasty. That is very that is, tasty. That is delightful. Brian, uh, have you had this? Did you test this before? I did not. No, no I did not test it. I wanted uh, my first testing of it to be on air, and uh, it does not disappoint. However, no. it has all the ingredients of things that I just love and adore anyway, so just more rum, the better. Yeah. I was talking to Brenda about a drink. So this is spiced rum. So we were really thinking about, like, creating, like, a spice runner, like a Han Solo um, spiced rum yeah, runner cool. drink or something like that. Because um, you were a spite, you were a spice runner before, yeah, right? Yeah, yeah, <laughs> and and you and you were a stormtrooper. We can do this all day. Right. <laughs> so when we were talking about that last night, I was like, "Oh, what about this like spiced rum, Captain Morgan?" So I was just looking for rum drinks, and the Yub Nub just really fit it. Well, it was it's delightful. Good. Yeah. Um, so, all right. Now, we, we do have a rating system, right? <laughs> uh, so we got to talk about where this lies. It's now, a very I complicated yeah. and ever-changing rating system. Yeah, we don't have an exact <laughs> science to it, but it does. it's more like a loose set of guidelines. Yes. It's like pirate code. Um, <laughs> but I was I was talking to Peg, my wife today because my wife was a, a guest. Our on first our show, guest. Our first yes. guest. 
um, and she invented a cocktail for us. And I was, and she right now holds our top spot as our best drink so yes. far. She has the only Baby Yoda level drink so far. And I told her all day, I'm like, I got to tell you, Brian seems like he's bringing his A game. He's making his own yes. simple syrup. She's like, he better not beat me. So what do we think? Where does this lie on well, our on our ranking gotta, system, Mister? Uh, here's 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 my opinion. We need more guests. Mm. Because both guests have come in and brought their own drink and have blown it out of the park. Yeah, this is a good drink. This is a very good drink. Yeah, I don't I, uh, it at all. What do you think, Tom? Yeah, it's pretty good. Yeah. Um, I, if I close my eyes, I feel like I'm in Galaxy's Edge. There yeah? you go. If I close my eyes, see, I feel like I'm on a beach somewhere. It's very, uh, it's very, very, very beachy, tropical. It's know. a very tropical mm-hmm. drink, yes. Um, it's it's up in the Yodas. So the the top I, tier is Yodas. There's you know different versions of Yoda. Yeah, we got Yoda. Then below then got Yoda Leia. is Princess Leia, and then below Princess Shooting. Leia is Chewbacca. Those are the you want to you're aiming you, for one of those. One of those three is, is where you want your drink to lay somewhere but in that area. It's like another Yoda. Could, could this be like Yaddle level? It is could be like Yaddle that? level. That it's would be not, good. It's not yes, quite as good as Baby Yoda, but you're close. But you're close there. because without a Yaddle, Yaddle, then obviously we don't have Baby Yoda. Clearly, yeah. Or as you know, he's he's actually supposed to be called the child. Udal. Udal. Yes. So we call I him Udal on could, this year channel. I think we could definitely call this one a Yaddle. Yaddle. Yeah, I'd put this in Yaddle territory. Yeah, my wife is, will be happy to hear. Yes. Uh, I do have to say the Sprite makes it a lot better. Actually. Yeah, I, I do like it really? with the Sprite. I enjoy it with the Sprite. Gives a little bit, yeah. little bubbly it to it. it. Well, it yeah. gives I'm it a little um, different, um, like lemon lemon lime sweetness. Oh, okay. Different, different from the pineapple and orange juice. Okay. Oh. All right, I'm giving the Sprite a try now. Here we go. Yeah, it's, it's pretty good. All right, let's see. Fizziness. I like fizzy. Oh, you're right. It's, it's something about the finish. The, the, the Sprite, the lemon and the lime add something to the finish of the drink. Mm-hmm. That's really nice. So what you're saying is one more ingredient can change the drink altogether? Imagine that. Imagine that. Strange. I mean, it was pretty good beforehand, but yes. but I just like the little bubbliness of the of the sprite going into it as yeah. well. So yep. No, I dig it absolutely. So we're gonna we're gonna crack on with drinking this because yes. it is delightful. I'm gonna go it ahead is delightful. and guess in about 15 minutes. I'm gonna look at Brian and like say, hey man, why don't you serve up a second batch of these? <laughs> um, Nick is notorious for a second round yeah, for I definitely, himself. Usually it's just I grab whatever bottles in front of me and and like top myself off a little bit. So. Uh, but we, we were in the, the middle. What was our discussion we were having here? Uh, Yaddle and how good of a drink this is. <laughs> no. Oh, no. Uh, about how Tom and I well, saw I it know. once. Was this better than Pagan's? <laughs> uh, I got to say, honestly, it, it is really good. But Pagan's really sticks out in my mind. That that whistling. That's because Nick you, needs you, to go home to her. So no, you her. know, I would be very, I'm usually very honest about these sorts of things with her. But she did whistle. You didn't whistle yes. during your drink. Hers right? had a whole theme that <laughs> she. That's it. There you go. You got the yum. Baby Yoda, that's it. Now it's a Baby Yoda. That's all it is. Maybe that should have been the ranking system. How many Yub Nubs? How many Yub Nubs it gets? Perfect. Unfortunately, the uh, Ewok is one of our not-so-good trophies. I I don't know. You're not going to be too happy about that. Which I got tricked into. Well, Nick overpowered me on that one. I got tricked into that one because he's he's a whole generation behind Tom, behind us. Okay, if, hey, guys, if, I got if thing, somebody I else go. would jump off the Brooklyn Bridge, would you? <laughs> well, I would, you know, if, if he convinced fair, me to do it. To be it, fair, Brian yeah. is only uh, two years pressure. older than me, and he, I think he's a pretty big Ewok fan. My buddy Louie out there is probably really angry. Louie is one of our super fans, and he really likes Ewoks, too. Sorry, buddy. They're yeah. fine. So I They're did, fine. yeah. So I did, in episode two, I did, you know, go back and say, you know, I, I didn't give the Ewoks enough credit 
Um, but unfortunately, they're still listed below the Porgs on our rating they system. Are. I think they're the bottom, aren't they? No, no Jar Jar's, Jar Jar's the bottom. Come on, how can yeah. the only, Jar Jar's only being replaced by that little punk in The Mandalorian who thought that he was Han Solo? He's he's <laughs> oh, now the worst. And and let me talk to him about that. I think I mentioned it in a previous episode, but that's, we're talking about the guy who played. Um, God, what was his name? Taron something or Malu? I don't know. He was he was like the the punk in that episode of The Mandalorian. Yeah, and he came out and and like trashed the rise of Skywalker. Like he came out saying it was like an absolute garbage. Like, dude, like Star Wars just put you on the map, and the first thing you're gonna do is say like, why would you do that? And your episode was the worst. Yeah, <laughs> and he was yeah. the worst character. He was in the it. worst like, character. Yeah. Yeah, that really that upset. I went to his Instagram because what you do when someone does something stupid anymore is you go to their social media and see how people are freaking out at them. Uh, and yeah, people were like commenting on his Instagram posts like, "Oh, you were terrible," you know. I don't know, but anyway, uh, I disagree with his assessment. Um, but we were talking about your your second experience, yeah, right? So yeah. Then we you, then you we did go it. back and see it a second time and loved it the second time. So. Uh, it's got a lot of replay value. Toro sure. Calican was the guy's name. You can catch a lot more. Toro Calican, that's right. Without getting into all the details, which we'll get into in this episode, it, it, the thing that I things that Rob and I talked about was we we felt, and there's a lot of Star Wars fans that, that feel this way. That was the trilogy was very disjointed. Yes, um, absolutely. It, 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 they they did a lot of um, you know pullbacks. They did a lot of pulling things out of other places to, to make things work. And we we both felt that we would have loved to have seen a J.J. Abrams trilogy. Absolutely, that, and that just ran through all three. There, I've I've read some stuff online, and I've, I've thought about it myself. And think about it right now, if if they took away the middle movie, right, the the Last Jedi, and I like the Last Jedi. I'm not I'm not gonna I'm not one of those guys who hates it, but it had its problems. But if you took away the Last Jedi, do you really need it? Because I think you can get the the overall arc of this entire movie series Absolutely. with just the first and the third movie. Yes, and, and and that's part of you know what we were talking about. And I'm not going to bash Ryan Johnson, and and I I did enjoy the movie. And, and to me, Star Wars is like pizza. The mm-hmm. you know any pizza is good pizza. Yep. So I will take as much Star Wars as they're going to throw at me. Um, I I didn't care for some of the decisions he made in the movie. Sure. Um. I think it would have made for a better trilogy had he made different decisions. And I think it, it, one thing I, Rob and I noticed, if you look around the theater that opening night, I'm not sure what it was like when you guys went. Um, it was guys and girls our age. Mm-hmm. There there weren't many kids. It was all the 30, 40-year-old Star Wars, Star Wars fans. Yeah. yeah. And that what did we want to see in this trilogy? We wanted to see more Han, more Luke, more Leia. And that's fine, bringing in the new three. You know, but we wanted to see Han, Luke, and Leia together again. Yeah, and, and we didn't get to see that. That's that's something that like my my buddy Louis again. I, I talk about him because he he talks to us on Twitter a lot. By the way, he we does. are on social media. Well, oh yes, yeah, so all we of haven't our talked medias, about that. We usually yes. talk. We we blast our social medias out there, but I'll do that in a second. So Louis had mentioned something for us to think about talking about on our show is just these different Star Wars tropes, um, and one of those is you know there's a lot of talk about this Skywalker like almost royalty where like uh, you know. The decision the the writers have to make between do we stick with just these people we know or do we move on to other things? Um, and I understand why either one is is good, but like we started watching Star Wars because of Luke and right. because of Han and mm-hmm. because of Leia. Right. And when we got a second shot at like a, a sequel trilogy, I, it's understandable why people were like, yeah, we want to like we, we invested in these characters. We want to see more of these characters. We did get that, but we didn't 
get as much as we were expecting, I think. Right. And so there's the balance. Should they have given us what we wanted because we are the fans or, or right. do they decide to go else? I mean, who owns, who owns the, the story? You know? Well, and, right. Do and the fans own it? Or what, do, what are all yeah. nine movies called? The Skywalker saga. Right. Exactly. How much Skywalker did we really get? Well, in the last three episodes. Well, apparently you can just pick your last name. <laughs> well, exactly. You know, so my, my, new... my new name is Tom Skywalker and this is uh, Rob Skywalker mm-hmm. over here. We're all Skywalkers. We're all Skywalkers. Yeah. It, w- it was just, you know, some interesting choices, but overall I think it was a fantastic movie. So one of the things for me, I guess, growing up being the age I am, I read the books that came out after Return of the Jedi and that talked about the story of Luke and Mara Jade and the kids mm-hmm. and the Jedi Academy and all these things. And the extended universe had such a rich history that really did focus on Luke and on Leia and on Han and that right. relationship. And Luke and Leia's kids and, you know, all these different aspects of it that were so focused on those people whose journey that we were on that now suddenly to be thrown on somebody else's journey, Ray's journey, who I love the character of Ray. But yeah, it does feel like this should have maybe been a, a, a separate side right. trilogy of movies or something like that. Well, I wonder when they started it if they were afraid if they created a whole separate if people would be interested. Hmm. But now that The Mandalorian has been so successful and Nick and I have talked about it. Nick wanted to see Boba Fett. You know, I was I wanted to because he's my favorite character, but at the same time as the series was going on, I was very happy that we didn't see any of those Skywalkers or anything from the movies because it's proved that it didn't need them. It could stand alone all by itself. Yeah, and, and it's funny. You look at Star Wars through a different lens, too, when you have these new characters. Because yeah. We, we look at the, the the movies through the lens of, you know, of course, if you've been watching it forever, Han, Luke, and Leia. Uh, but I actually, one of the movies that I watched the least, just as a replayability value, and I know this is your favorite, Brian, is Return of the Jedi. Um, uh, I love I Return of the Jedi, but it's mm-hmm. it's it's one that, for whatever reason, I just never decide I'm just going to turn it on. But yesterday I, I was sick, so I was like, oh, I'm like, I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to watch Return of the Jedi. Uh, and it's really interesting just sitting there watching Return of the Jedi going, somewhere out there is Kyle the Mandalorian. I wonder what Kyle the Mandalorian is doing, <laughs> He's doing right, right now. now. Right? Yeah. Like, so we've got these new perspectives on the, on the galaxy, mm-hmm. which I think is really cool. And that's all a product, unfortunately, of the giant corporation Disney yeah. buying the world. But I think Rebels still. did that well, too. Because as yeah. you're watching Star Wars Rebels, you're, you know Luke Skywalker's out there. You yeah. know Obi-Wan Kenobi. Yep. And they did bring Kenobi back towards the end of the series, which was nice. Right, yeah. Especially mm-hmm. with that confrontation with Maul. That was, was, that was one of my favorite See, I, I haven't seen the entire series, but I... I checked out the highlights and that is an outstanding scene mm-hmm. just the whole if you followed the conflict because if you only watch the movies you don't realize right there's a whole long storied history there which is again why I try and tell people who listen we have we have a you know we have dozens of listeners by this dozens. point now dozens of them um, and, I, and I'm half trying, of those dozens are in the room right that's now right. <laughs> um, but we I try and tell people who listen like give the Clone Wars a shot give Rebels a shot it's hard to get past the point that it's a cartoon I understand uh, but the storytelling is amazing. Yes. If you liked yeah. The Mandalorian, you'll like yeah. that because well, it's just Dave like Filoni. Our guest, Dave Filoni, who's coming in right, next week. Exactly. <laughs> he, I mean, he wrote all of it, and then helping out with The Mandalorian, you can see how creative storytelling that they are. And with Disney Plus now, there's no excuse. Yeah. I mean, no. You, yeah. You have that $5 yeah. service a month. I mean, yeah, you can watch it any time. I will yeah. take more Star Wars. Just throw it at me. Yep. Now, I will suck it up like a sponge. Now, Tom, you're an Ewoks fan? I am a Return of the Jedi fan. Okay, when the Ewoks huge... happen to be in that. I, and I know, I don't know if we're going to do rankings of the trilogies and everything, but 
Return of the Jedi is number one for me. Me, me as well. Now, did you ever watch those like sequels to it, like the Ewok Adventures? I saw all the corny Ewok and TV shows. When yes. I was a, not not just wasn't the car- it Sindel not just the and uh, show. Uh, yeah, the live action, <laughs> the, yeah, yeah, exactly right. But those things they were a hundred percent made for kids. There was uh-huh. no like adult super right. nerd forty year old on a couch back then. Right. It was made for kids, and Star Wars Correct. ultimately is a story for kids. Right. Uh, it's just you know a, a fantasy. It is you know basically a fairy tale that's that's told in space, and I think those stories there, when I watch them now, they're not so great. Episode one and two, they're not so great. But as a kid, when you're watching them, the excitement of them, yeah, I, I think point. Rise of Skywalker, as much as I liked it, was was missing some of that childlike energy right. and wonder and things yep. like that. And we also came up with, you know, the original trilogy and when the prequels came out, I, I really liked them, but there was a huge backlash against them. From um, adults. Yeah, from adults. But the kids who grew up with them love them. Like the the, mm-hmm. the, the prequels are more uh, uh, popular right now than like the OT trilogy is on the right. internet. Like the, people are losing their minds with like prequel pe- prequel memes and stuff like that because these are the ones they grew up with. Sure, yeah. So so we'll see what like, you know, the current 5 or 6 or 7 year olds. And it, it was just funny. Years. The the way George Lucas went about doing the prequels. You know, when he when he did the original ones, he had this grand idea, but the technology wasn't there to make the grand idea. Right. So, he had to use a lot of models and props and puppets and things like that. And then when the prequels came about, computers were so much better. He was like, oh, I'm going to make it all CGI. It's going to be amazing. And then the older fans were like, but this doesn't look like our old Star Wars. So I think that was half the reason people didn't like it was because it was so overdone. And then the kids loved it because that's that was their Star Wars. When you talk about kids, though, the the original movies they were all PG. Yeah, all mm-hmm. these movies, all three of these movies are PG thirteen. Well, so, the rating has changed drastically. It also, wasn't even a PG thirteen. Yeah, you know, I mean, Goonies were PG, out. and they come out in the very first <laughs> line, they're dropping <laughs> curses left and right. I think my cousin Vinny is rated PG. Yeah, so let's, <laughs> let's get that out there. <laughs> but it, it took until Indiana Jones to come out for the PG thirteen rating to come out, and of course, you know, when you get to that end scene in Rise of Skywalker and Palpatine's face is melting, yeah. everybody in this room, you know, I was just thinking, yeah. here's Indiana Jones. Yeah. You know I mean? yeah, so so you see that face melt, you see those types of things when you're talking about kids you know 20 years from now i don't think eight-year-old nine-year-old ten-year-olds as many of them went to see rise of skywalker as eight nine and ten-year-olds went and saw return of the jedi right yeah just it's it's a yeah i I don't think it's made for the kids as much as it's made for you and me which i love obviously yeah Yeah. um but you know i have a daughter i'm not going to show her rise of skywalker for a couple years right it's going to be a while before yeah but now how many uh I mean, what do you think is happening with the lineage of Star Wars fans? Do you think there are a lot, percentage-wise, a lot of new Star Wars fans or a lot of legacy Star Wars fans where they they get Star their fandom from their parents? Mm-hmm. You know what I mean, I feel like Star Wars is one of those weird things where my dad liked it, so I like it. Uh, my parents kind of liked it, but I like it way more than they do. I don't know how, how y'all were, but I know a lot of my friends who are having kids now, they're so excited about showing their kids Star Wars and the date is okay yeah. how do I show it to them and what order do I show it to them you know so it's it's this interesting I mean, thing is anyone discovering Star Wars now on their own I I think very few kids are discovering it on their own at this point mm-hmm. um, 
because we're talking about Star Wars like it's drugs. By the way, I know. <laughs> <laughs> uh, in like, a way, to me, it is. I mean, <laughs> I, I'm obsessed. I'm a lifelong fan. So, like Tom your and dad, I, your dad shows up and he, he goes under your bed and he finds the Lego Millennium Falcon. Yeah, where where did you get this? <laughs> I learned from watching you, Dad. <laughs> you, you showed me Star Wars. <laughs> um, but yeah, like. Uh, I took my kids and and even like my kids were like okay I'll go but they weren't like like Tom and I were like okay we need to get tickets uh, the tickets open up on sale at six o'clock on this day right. six months ahead of time we we're we're on like four different devices trying to get the tickets and all it's that obsessive, stuff almost. yeah and our, our kids I think of our five kids together. Only one, Matthew, was probably the only one that was like yeah. super excited. His my youngest, eight, my eight-year-old, loves Star Wars, yeah. and he plays the Star Wars Galaxies with us too. Um, he's he's Star Wars obsessive. He's when it when it comes to kids' excitement, though, I feel like, and they've done a great job with it too. But I feel like Marvel has kind of taken yes. over that corner. Yeah, yes, I, I, I saw many more kids at Endgame, which was a right. PG thirteen yeah. yeah. movie, than yes. I saw at Rise of Skywalker. Yeah, uh, and I think that has to do with just the you know the incredible job that Kevin Feige has done like just bringing everything all together oh yeah 100% Kathleen Kennedy just kind of dropping the ball on, on this trilogy mm -hmm. and I don't think the excitement it was there for kids to go to it I think we're gonna love it no matter what I mean yeah. you could put out the Star Wars logo and then have a turd there and I'm gonna be like yeah like, <laughs> Star Wars but, but is, yeah. but is there, I would actually is there, watch Star Wars <laughs> sorry as long as there's a lightsaber right next to it I'm <laughs> waiting like, for right? like, oh, that's great uh, let me buy it for a hundred dollars so but I, I feel like Marvel has kind of taken over. 100%, yeah. If you were to think about, you know, from the 70s and 80s, what was the big property for kids? Star Wars. Star Wars, when yeah. When you think about the 2010s, what was the big property for kids? Marvel. Yeah. yeah and they are good movies. But, they were really good But movies. you can also see, you know, they're not stupid. First of all, they're owned by the same company. But uh, Star Wars, you know, whether they're owned by Disney or not, they have Kathleen Kennedy, the head of Lucasfilm and stuff. She's taking a page out of their book. They're clearly trying to go for that model with mm -hmm. the, you know, this. I think I've seen online a couple places they're calling what just ended with The Rise of Skywalker Star Wars Phase 1. You know what right. I mean? We've got all these movies and, and series up until now. Uh, but it really does make sense that everything that comes after this is Star Wars Phase 2 because everything else is ba it's like you know we had Skywalker Saga but it's all a blank slate from here out you know what I mean right. they and can really do anything and you can they can do I mean even in episode 8 there was the one scene at the end or maybe it was episode 7 where the just that other kid they just show some other kid who suddenly is lifting the broom up so the force is out there. So he's any known on the internet as Broom Boy. By Broom the way. Boy, yeah. Is he really? That's yeah. awesome. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I'm sure they <laughs> have a little Lego minifigure. He, <laughs> he probably has a Wikipedia page and everything. And everything. He's he's at Comic Con right now signing <laughs> autographs for twenty dollars a piece. So my question about Marvel and Star Wars: the very end, the climactic battle between you know Ray and Palpatine, and he goes, "I am all the Sith," and she goes, "And I am all the Jedi." And of course, my mind just went to. I am Iron Man. Right. Which jumps which, in my yep. head too. I which said, of course That's a fight. Yeah. Was, was a much better storytelling thing because I am Iron Man was what started that entire thing yes. 10 years ago. 10 years ago. This I am all the Jedi, A, it just felt kind of forced or contrived mm -hmm. to Absolutely. me. Absolutely. Because they were, I don't know if they were trying to steal a page from Marvel or whatever, right. but also there was nothing setting it up. It, you no. Know, it's been the last 10 years setting it up. And that was the thing that we, we discussed with JJ not doing episode 8. There was no major story arc from right. seven, eight, and nine. There was no major story arc. Well, which, there was a major story arc that I felt not like a major. You know what I mean? Right. It felt like there was this weird, like because it was JJ bookending it. It just yeah. felt like there was one right. major story arc with like, 
oh, let's film this one day because episode eight happened over one day. Right. Right. And so, oh, let's film this one day and kind of, it almost seems now like, like it would be considered like a side quest. You know what I mean? Right. Like just yep. this little kind of blip on the radar. But, but if you look at like the Marvel, even now you go back and you watch, you know, Iron Man one and you watch the first Thor and they have yeah. all these little uh, teasers, like all these things that all lead together and all build up. Even like Ant-Man, you know, the ones that didn't make as much money, they right. still come together all, all at the end together, like a big puzzle, and it all right. fit together. Like it was like, there's that last puzzle piece and you're like, yeah. And uh, then but, suddenly you can see the whole image. You but know? again, I think they're going that way. And I think now that they're not chained down to the Skywalker saga, they can really expand yeah. on mm -hmm. that. Because like at the end of Solo, we get that little Han or Darth Maul teaser. That, that, that was phenomenal. That, that was yeah. probably one of the best parts of the movie. Absolutely. And I, and I want to see a, a sequel now. And, and you know scene. we're going to see him again. Right. That, that's a very Marvel thing for them to do. Yeah. Um, and it's just if you didn't watch the Clone Wars and you didn't watch Rebels, you were probably like, wait, what? You know and some I mean? of my friends did say that. And and so that's just another way. Oh, man, you got to check out the Clone yes. Wars. So they're trying to create this web. And I think being away from the Skywalker. And again, I loved the movie and I love the Skywalker saga. But I think they're, it's a little more freeing now that they have. They've spent 40 years building a galaxy. Right. And now they can do anything they want in it. You know what I mean? They yeah. can go to any time period. And I think they will. We've gotten a couple hints in this movie uh, that, that I definitely like to talk to uh, about that but there's definitely <laughs> going to be some stuff going on I think that ties things in like in a Marvel way well, so I, sorry I, go ahead. I was just going to say I left because we're 32 minutes in and we have yet to actually talk about the movie yeah well, that sounds about right <laughs> that's why I, I wanted to go back to the scene that Brian was talking about I know we, we before the episode we start talking about where do we want to start do we start at the beginning right and I'm like we're just going to we're, <laughs> we're going to end up jumping yeah. all around yes so we're actually starting at the very end because I want to go back to Brian's the one scene that Brian's talking about where Brian's said, such a good friend. I'm sorry, I didn't mean to interrupt. He just saw my drink and went, "All right, I'm gonna." And he's refilling and he's stopping it off. He's a good wife. <laughs> <laughs> Go but, on, sorry, Tom. So, so they come in. You know, we are all the Sith, or I am all the Sith, and we, I am all the Jedi. You know, it didn't feel powerful to me. That to me was the crescendo of all nine movies. Nice, nice so use of crescendo. A way, <laughs> a way to 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 do that would have been to bring back all of those characters, whether it's Force Ghosts, whatever you want to do them, and yeah, have them there in having, the background. Having them, I was really expecting not just the voices, because we and yes. we heard a lot of voices all that... All those voices. Yeah, and, they had and every, if you, again, almost if you, every Jedi. If you don't yeah. watch the the like the cartoons and stuff, you missed some, because we got Freddie Prince Jr. Five. Yeah. We got Ahsoka Tano. We yeah. got a yes. lot of them. Um, but I think there definitely should have been a physical presence. How awesome would it have been had it would have been amazing. seen dozens of Jedi yeah. behind Rey and then dozens of the Sith that we know, even if you want to go back you know, to the expanded universe and see them kind of facing off against each other. That would have been such a more powerful scene. I'm sure they had to bring them in to record. You yeah. Know, so, I mean, or I'm, they might have done some over the phone, but you could, you know, put those CGI characters in and you Absolutely. could just grab a couple people. You, you took their time anyway. Yeah. It's not going to take more than a day. So was would Darth Vader just be standing in the middle? Just yeah, like just, just like standing there like, I don't, know what, I don't know what to do half, here, guys. Half helmet, half Anakin, and being like, uh, I don't know which way to go, guys. That, <laughs> by the way, that I am all the Sith and I am all the Jedi thing call, did, like, that's one of the biggest complaints I've seen on the yeah. internet. Uh, and, and the whole thing is that they really didn't set it up. Nope. You know what I mean? It was like, no. so the whole, like, in the expanded universe thing has been forever. And, it, and it's been made legends, as or it was in legends and it is in canon as well, is that uh, the reason that people who, who are dark side practitioners try and stay alive so much is that for them, there is no afterlife. They cannot continue. And so 
them throwing out the idea that now a Sith can continue their lineage by, and we are all this. So it, it just kind of muddies things up a little bit mm-hmm. because the whole point is that, you know, when you follow the path of the light, you can become one with the force and you can right. come back and hang out and say, hey, what's up? And light things on fire and shoot lightning on, on top of trees, apparently. Um, but the whole Sith thing, we do see Sith ghosts and we see Sith apparitions, but we don't really, they're, they're more like imprints. We never really see this is the living imprint of a dark side user. Right. So it was kind of weird that they, they muddied the waters on that particular yeah. topic. And, Rob and left, by the way. Rob decided he's done. <laughs> he's, he's These guys have here. it. I'm out of here. Um, I'm totally okay with them bringing the Emperor back. Yeah. I mean, oh, and, I liked and, it a lot. And Absolutely. I really, one of my favorite parts of episode three was when he was telling Anakin the story of Dark Plagueis. Yeah. Um, so to me, that fits the entire Skywalker saga. And, and if you uh, read, there is a Legends book. It's not canon anymore. It's called, uh, I think it's called Darth Plagueis. Uh, it's, it's all about Darth Plagueis and uh, the Emperor and and how they find each other and their their journey and stuff, but they did just recently. So this is something I wanted to talk about. They they came out with the names of all these Sith trooper legions, right? So all these different legions of Sith troopers were given in in uh, I guess universe names, and so they were all named after former Sith lords, and one of them was uh, the first of all the uh, Tenebris uh, Legion, and Darth Tenebris was the master of Darth Plagueis and Darth Plagueis was the master of the Emperor, right? And so it just confirmed that, yes, this person existed. Another one was the Revan Legion. So, yeah, right? (laughs) That is probably everyone's favorite thing that they heard. Well, like the people who were like into the Knights of the Old Republic and stuff because Revan is one of the greatest Star Wars stories that was ever told. And a lot of people don't know about it because it was in a a video game. Mm -hmm. And so they effectively just made Darth Revan canon, which to me, like we've heard a lot of rumors that they're going to do an Old Republic series. Uh, that opens the door to a Revan series. I don't know how we got into this conversation, um, <laughs> but I'm excited about it. We were just talking about the end, right? The end right. of the movie. And speaking of the end of the movie, all those ships that come uh, brings a lot of other things into canon from the outside. And somebody said I was trying to look for it, but I couldn't find it. That the Outrider was there, which is from Shadows of the Empire. Okay. It was Dash right. Rendar's ship. Watch it again and which, look for it. Uh, I loved Shadows of the Empire. Uh, they were actually, me being a music geek, they actually made an entire soundtrack for it. Mm-hmm. Uh, so the soundtrack is incredible. The book was incredible. I like the N64 game. Oh, yeah. So there was a lot of great things. And to bring, if you made Dash Rendar canon, you could suddenly have an entire series on him, too, or Kyle Katarn, and suddenly make all those Jedi. You know, so there's so many different opportunities that they have out there. Mm-hmm. But they made a lot canon just in those last couple yeah. minutes of, of screen time, which yeah. was really cool. Somebody even said that they saw... The Razor Crest. Yeah, the Mandalorian ship. Yes. Really? Yeah. yeah. I so, did not say, that would be pretty epic if we found out that Kyle wound up at this battle. And, so, oh, and at that battle, they had the Tantivive 4, mm-hmm. and we found out that it was official that... What What's his name? The guy with the flappy face. Uh, yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah, he 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 passed away. He perished in that battle. Okay, it is yes. it is canon that he passed away. Um, but yeah, so back to the Razor Crest. Now, since he, we Nick and I always discuss this about he how he doesn't name anything. He didn't give it a name. It's just it's a Razor class class of ship. So it could it be, could be Kyle's, another Razor Crest, or it right? could be another Razor Crest. Yes, because you That's know a particular bone we've chosen to gnaw at quite yeah. a bit on this show. <laughs> I, don't, I don't, I don't like the fact that they call it the Crest. Yes, because it's it's that's the class of ship. Yeah. But that's our pet peeve going back to the Mandalorian, which is what our shows 
was originally about, but it's over. So now we're talking about everything Star Wars everything. right now. That's even right. Even though it's it supposed to be about episode together. nine. Yes. Right. So, so since we, I, I don't know, do we want to work the back forward? It seems like we're working our way yeah, the back kind of. forward. We have Darth Sidious at the end and he melts. He Welcome. Melts. That's your spoiler for everything, everything. ladies and gentlemen. Uh, apparently, All the Jedi win. Uh, yeah, so it's it's just a very strange, I don't know. I, I loved it. Like I said, I love the movie, but it was kind of a strange diversion they made from like established Jedi or established force rules, yeah. I guess. Yeah. They made up a lot of new rules in this movie. Yes, they, that's fine. You know, it's it's just a Star Wars. Not as many as Last Jedi. No, you're right. <laughs> you're right. Yeah, you're right. Well, the Last Jedi had some very interesting decisions in it. Yep. By the way, uh, since we're towards the end of the movie, I do want to point out. So we we did hear. First of all, what was your? Let's talk about maybe your favorite scene for the movie. That that might be a good way for us to to figure out a, a way to. Attack this more. They what do you fly think? Because I think my favorite scene. They fly now. They fly. That was that was a pretty <laughs> epic epic chase scene. My my favorite scene I think was the when Ben talked to his dad again. I okay. Mean, I was not expecting to see Han nice at it all. Really was. Yeah. It was a because nice number one, cameo. I've heard like every time I hear about it, I feel like Harrison Harrison Ford just wanted to get out of it. You know yeah. what I mean? It just seemed like he was like, I'm done. This guy should. He wanted to die in uh, Return of the Jedi. I right. think JJ is a very good sweet talker. Yeah, it must I think have been. he convinced him to But that was, it was just a great, first of all, a great uh, turn for Ben um, and a great return for Han. Um, and it was just, it, it, it was humanizing. And it was this weirdest thing where in a second you had this guy who like, I don't know, killed a bunch of people and like was a real jerk the entire time. And all of a sudden we're like, oh, he's cool now. Yeah. Good for you, Ben. Yeah. And do we, does anyone in this room, well, I, might have, I might have told you already, do, do we know what his last word was? I know. I know. I know. I know. <laughs> Uh, ben Solo's last word ever was "ow." He jumped on yes, the, he yes, jumped on that right. chain yes. and he hurt himself. He went "ow," and then he said <laughs> not a single another word in the entire movie. I love it. But let's not forget about his shrug. His <laughs> shrug now that has become a meme. Well, well, that shrug. I I saw oh. someone else post that it's like almost the same shrug as Han does in sure Return of the Jedi, Jedi, which is awesome. Um, do you know? As we're going through like dumb facts, Dio he was a fun little droid. Yeah. Voiced by J.J. Abrams. Voiced by J.J. Abrams. Now, do you know why? No, why? By J. Because he was initially just the temp voice for it. Okay. And just, like, put in there temporarily, and they were trying to do different things. It was like, no, this, this droid really is J.J. Like, nobody is as sweet and, like, as backpedaling. It's like, no, no, thank you. Like, that's, that's, that's how J.J. <laughs> he, he was actually able to, is. Okay. And so, you know, the sound designer was like, it's, it's got to be you. It can't be anybody else. It can't be anybody else. else. <laughs> you know, it's really this little embodiment of you. So that's why they kept JJ in. It was just uh, that's supposed awesome. to be temporary. It was well. just supposed to be temporary and they kept him. Very cool. What do y'all think? What it, give me some good scenes. What did you like? So I, I think my favorite part was actually part of the story. It wasn't actually anything like, you know, crazy. It was when um, they were battling on the, uh, the Death Star, the wreckage of the Death Star. And Kylo said to Rey... I, I offered you to join me. I offered you my hand. Mm -hmm. And then they have this big giant fight, five, ten minutes. Their fight, you know. Great dies. fight scene, by the she way. She brings it back. It was a great scene. Yeah. Um, and I really liked how um, Finn was kind of chasing down the whole fight the whole time and then got separated. Um, and then at the very end, um, when, you know, Kylo was just brought back to life again, or I guess she healed him, um, she said, I did offer him I did want to take your hand but right. I wanted to take Ben's hand right to me yet. that was the one of the best lines yep. of the whole movie and that was I, I really liked that scene for a couple of reasons number one we're, we're a Mandalorian podcast and the second to last episode of the Mandalorian for the season set up some really really important precedents for this movie and I yes. think that's why they mm -hmm. released it when they did because number one 
it, it was the first in-universe on-screen display of force healing. Hey, you can use the force to heal someone. Mm-hmm. And if it just showed up in the movie, I think people would have been like, well, that's, oh. Yeah, where'd that come from? Right? And number two, the fact that using something like this takes something out of you. Right? Yeah. So, like, mm-hmm. Baby Yoda, you know, was healing people left and right, and whenever he did, he'd really adorably just fall on his tuchus. Right? Um, and we have, you know, at the end, obviously, Ben transfers his essence over to Ray and then he loses his life because of it. So it's just a really interesting way, again, that they're starting to weave this web that one thing is important because of another thing. Right. I liked uh, the whole Pisana. Is that the planet that they Pisana. were on? Pisana. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Um, I like the first time that you see uh, Lando again. Mm-hmm. I was like, okay, we're bringing him back. We brought everybody else back. We need to bring Lando back. So that was fun. Um, and then I also liked, I found this out that the, uh, the festival that they were seeing, mm. they say it happens every 42 years. And that was in tribute to the Star Wars saga. It was 42 years wow. since they came out with the first one. I so I love the in-depth. And, and we talk about it a lot with the Mandalorian too. People call them Easter eggs. I just like to call you know, like the nostalgic facts and things like that. But I do like that they throw in all of these fan favorite yeah, type of things. That, and, that's another thing that people debate on the internet is, because you can debate anything on the internet. True. Um, is, was it too much fan service? And I would tend to say no. No, I didn't Not at so. all. I think fan service means, hey, we, we've we created this empire of, of entertainment over the past 40 years. You've stuck with us. Yeah. This one's for you. You know what I mean? Like, and it's almost like gonna, a wink at us. That's fine. It's entertainment. I know it's not a real right. galaxy. And if you're going to bring everybody else back, might as well bring the last guy from the, from the original trilogy back, you know? Like, you can't bring jo- uh, Jabba the Hutt back. He killed him already. But, you know, you can bring you can bring uh, Lando Calrissian back, so go ahead. Now, there was also some talk about uh, the... Who was the the girl Stormtrooper? She was a Stormtrooper, right? But then she, she and a bunch of other people, like Finn, defected, mm-hmm. right? And oh, then, right. at yes. the end, Lando has, like, a moment with her. I did not like that. That was very vague, that but apparently... There was some stuff that was cut out that would have further explained that. But also in the books, we learned that like a lot of high profile like uh, resistance and rebel people like they had their kids stolen from them as like a retribution for, uh, you know, toppling the empire. And so that was kind of what this wink was supposed to be like this. This was apparently a possibility that this was Lando's kid who was stolen because Lando apparently had a kid. I think they years ago that it. was stolen. Did I they confirm they it? Came out and confirmed it. Okay. Yes. So I think they had more footage that would have made that a little less. It was, it was just an awkward moment. I feel like, especially in this trilogy, not everyone has to be related to each other. Right. Not everybody has to have some significance and connection to some other character that's already existed. I would have been fine if she was just a, a kid that was stolen. But that goes the back to the, the Ray Palpatine thing, too. A yes. lot of people are angry about that because, you know, we have ep- episode seven that I think clearly firmly set up the fact that Ray was someone. Because, yeah. like, when Kylo hears about the fact that they got away in the Millennium Falcon, he gets really angry and he breaks a bunch of things. And then he says, anything else? And he says, uh, they escaped with a girl. And he freaks out. He chokes the guy and says, mm-hmm. what girl? Like, clearly this this girl was important. And then it passes to Jay, uh, to Ryan, and I think Ryan Johnson wanted, was really interested in something that J.J. wasn't, right? J.J. was interested in this family, this story of this this Skywalker saga. And Ryan wanted to show this, you know, not everyone has to be someone 
to be someone. You know what I mean? You don't have to be a Skywalker in order to to affect change. I think that's what Broom Boy was all about. Right. Here, here's right. this Broom Boy. He's got the force. He can be. Who knows? And then we get back to JJ, and it's more of this disjointed sort of thing we've had with this trilogy. And JJ's like, no, I wanted this person to be someone. And so, yeah. At at one point, I understand like not everyone has to be someone. At another point these are the characters we've invested in. These are the characters we know. And there's a reason you would have this person descended from that because as a fan, I'm like, Oh man, that's that person's granddaughter. That's crazy. You know what I mean? So it, there's a lot of different arguments for it. You know, this is a fairy tale. It's not supposed yeah. to be anything. <laughs> it's not based on it's, reality. It's what? It's supposed to be true. It's, not, it, it's supposed to be uh, connected. It's supposed to be just, you know, an homage to all those incredible stories that, that came from long ago. Um, so talking about my favorite scene though my favorite was actually after that battle on Endor uh, the first movie Endor when it went to uh, Octo mm-hmm. and she was throwing everything uh, into the fire and she throws the lightsaber and he actually catches yeah. it and yeah. he says I was wrong to me that really connected back to Last Jedi and I don't think it was a slap in the face of Last Jedi well, some people thought it was like him smacking Ryan Johnson I don't no, think so I, didn't I don't take think it so. that way I thought it was thematic because now you could kind of see how Luke would have got there because I felt Ray's pain when yeah. she was there Yeah. so I understood that I really liked that scene and I loved all the Ray Luke stuff from Last Jedi I wasn't a huge fan of Last Jedi but I thought the Luke Ray stuff in mm-hmm. Last Jedi was the best part of it so question for all of you you can start do you feel that Ray should have been a Skywalker no no, no. I, I, I was on Team uh, Kenobi. Mm-hmm. I was hoping that, that okay. she was somehow a Kenobi. But um, I thought she was. I, I was happy with how it okay. ended up. I had a weird combination of Kenobi's granddaughter, Luke's father, brother, son, yeah. nephew, former yeah. roommate. Former roommate. Like, <laughs> what does that make us? Absolutely, absolutely nothing. nothing. Yeah. Which is what you were about to become. <laughs> we should have a Spaceballs uh, oh my podcast I, I next. Re- repeat that entire oh, yeah. movie. Oh, Probably my, awesome. Aside from Star Wars, maybe my most watched movie when uh, I was a absolutely. kid. Absolutely. Um, there were a lot of theories about who Rey would have been, and Palpatine was one of them. Obi-Wan was one of the stronger ones, and I would have liked that. There is some precedence for it to be a Kenobi because Obi-Wan had this relationship with Sabine uh, Wren in... Uh, in Clone Wars, you don't so. have to wonder anymore. It's already been told. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> but I don't know. It just, it just seems to me like it would have made a little more sense for it to be a Kenobi, but I don't know. It it just strange to me to think that Chief well, Palpatine had had kids. You know what I mean? Yeah. <laughs> like yeah, like who little, would? Yeah. Well, I mean, he was the emperor, so he could you know just but he was get a anybody. He was power, a politician. So who knows? Yeah, who knows? Yeah. Um, I was. But, by the way, his name. I don't know if enough people know this. The emperor's name is Sheev. It is Sheev Palpatine. That is not a. Bantha Milk, I just created a, a fake name for him. <laughs> Not His name like is Kyle. She. And we're at like 45 minutes in, so I do want to make sure I, because I, we haven't done it yet. Uh, social media. Yeah, please Bantha follow Milk us. on Instagram, or Bantha Milk Podcast on Instagram. Bantha Milk on Twitter. Bantha Milk Podcast on Facebook. And we are Bantha Milk Podcast at gmail.com. If you want to hang and ask us questions and send us drink recipes, you know what I mean. Brian's giving the high sign. He's like pointing at everyone. Anyone anyone want some more? He's, he's um, been a very good bartender. He, he really, really like is. It, yeah. we, we need to just have Brian come on every episode as our just bartender. Just to be a bartender, yeah. Uh, you know, there's a, uh, I forget what the, the podcast is. It might be Martinis and Murder, um, where they, they have martinis and th- they talk about like cold cases for murder and stuff like okay. that. And they do have a, ba- uh, bartender. a bartender. Yeah, That's so. really cool. Something to think about. Yeah. <laughs> Now, one thing that I, I'd be curious about talking about the Lando Calrissian scene and everything, there is speculation that there is a JJ cut. There's also speculation yes. that they'll do an Endgame and they will actually release this movie again in 
a month's time with additional footage, like an okay. additional 20 minutes or so. Uh, so I just didn't know, perhaps, if that comes about, that might answer some of these questions. I don't yes. Know. I, I'd see it. Oh, oh, man, I'd be there for opening night. Absolutely. Yeah. Um, I'm this is one to... of the few Star Wars movies that I left going, God, I wish that was a little longer. Mm-hmm. And yeah. it was long. Uh, yeah, and it was long. Right. Well, it, it, was, was, it was like 220. Two right? Yeah. But... And the last twenty was probably credits, right? Right. So I, I was prob- I was wishing like, oh, I, I wish I knew what happened to a couple of those characters. Yeah. Just a little bit more. I loved what it, we got with Ray. It was beautiful. Yeah. But I wish we got just a little bit more. Yeah. The it key was, to that too was also you were entertained the entire time. Yeah. The entire there wasn't a slow part. And that first half hour was like a roller coaster. Yeah. yeah. You you could not. You better use the restroom before the movie starts. Yeah. You can't leave in the no. first half hour. Pee your pants. Yeah. It was a. It was interesting and. The first time I saw it, I didn't like it. The second time I saw it, I appreciated it so much more. Talking about the ending at the very, very end, when they're all celebrating just like they celebrated after Return of the Jedi. Yup, nope. And they're back on Endor again and all that stuff. And I was like, okay, really? Like, you couldn't come up with something new? But then I was like, this is poetic. This is perfect. You know, like, this is really good. My my parents went and saw it yesterday. And if there's one thing I know about my parents is that they hate movies. Uh, every movie they go and see, they're like, oh, it was terrible. And so my parents went and saw it. And I was like, you're going to hate it because you don't like movies. And they said, it was the same thing. It was just the same thing as the original Star Wars. It's all the same thing over again. I'm like, well, it's just, just, why do you watch movies? <laughs> just <laughs> Well, that's what George Lucas said, though. He said, these movies should be like poetry. And mm-hmm. it's not that they should be the exact same sentence, but they should rhyme. Right. So these mm-hmm. three should rhyme with these three yeah. should rhyme with these three. So I, I do like the fact that this ended in an almost similar way to Endor, the you know, Return of the Jedi, the, the best movie of them all. Yeah. Right. Um all right, so we're gonna go through the movie anymore, talk about the uh the two bike uh uh bike pilots and how funny they were and uh oh no wait, that was a Mandalorian. I'm sorry. You're crossing you're crossing the streams here, my friend. <laughs> I did a spin-off of that show though. Just the two of them, them. yes. With less Yoda punching. Less baby Yoda punching. Uh, I did want to talk about uh, the way in which they brought Sidious back. So I guess we're going to jump all the way back to the beginning, right? Because, yeah, the dead speak. Like, we all knew that Sidious was the big bad because they they showed us that in the prequels, or in in the previews. So I was expecting some sort of slow, like, wow, I can't, but like, the first thing we yeah. see is, hey, guess what? The Emperor's back. Yeah, He's back. Right so that was really, I mean, I understand they, again, it, I think that's a part, of, a product of the fact that the first half hour had to play catch up because right. they didn't plan this one, two, three so well. Yeah. And so they had to just throw information at us as quickly as they could. Um, and the container of Snokes. Yes, they had just a, a giant <laughs> vat <laughs> of Snokes. It was, <laughs> it was like Snoke Sangria just floating around there. Uh, and that's caused some kerfuffle as well because one of the you know, when you go into like the the Legends expanded universe, one of the big things was you know Snoke or. Uh, the Palpatine coming back isn't exactly without precedence. He came back several times through cloning. Uh, and a lot of people didn't really dig that. That that was like one of the weaker points is that this clone crutch almost. And so I, some people don't like that this clone crutch thing, but I don't know. Again, I watched Return of the Jedi uh, yesterday and when he gets thrown down the elevator shaft, I always thought, man, he's really power, powerful, yeah. so I guess that's why he explodes. Right. But then I'm thinking, is there some sort of dark rite or ritual he just did while he was falling to preserve right. himself? Then that's why there's this big explode. Like, I think it opened, like it, it makes you watch every other movie through mm-hmm. a different set of lenses. Yeah. And I think, honestly, that uh, The Last Jedi, as, as much as you probably could do without it if you really needed to, I think it makes it better. Because I watched The Last Jedi again, and just having this new lens of knowing that 
where Snoke comes from and knowing who's pulling the strings. And some of his lines are even lines that the Emperor has said in sure. previous movies. Mm-hmm. So it, it, it is interesting seeing this avatar of the Emperor and knowing that that's what's going on. Mm-hmm. Now, I want to say something musically. So again, I'm going off on a musical tangent. Sorry. But something that totally blew my mind going all the way back to episode one about Palpatine. The end of episode one, when they have that big parade and the gunkin, and then the child chant is, Everybody know what I'm talking about? Mm-hmm. Do you know what theme that is? You want me to do it with you? No. My- <laughs> Please don't. Please don't. That's no. the Emperor's theme. Is it? Ooh. Oh. Interesting. That is very interesting. So John Williams took the Emperor's theme, put it into major, and played it right as everybody is walking down that, you know, Naboo, right down to Palpatine at wow. the end of episode one. So, and this music minute has been brought to you by Brian. <laughs> but I, 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 I like I, the I, fact... I, yeah. I did, not, did not know that. Yeah. I, I like the fact that Palpatine is the bad guy, not just for one through three, but yeah. but now one through nine. One yes. through nine, so yes. I, I do like yes. that yes. they brought him back. I do yeah. yeah, and I that that's the big thing, too, is that he's become the big bad for the entire series, which I really, really dig. And that's not without precedent either, the, the music thing, because number one, you, you listen to themes, John Williams' themes all over the place. You hear, like, Darth Vader's theme, you know, the, the Imperial March, and then when, again, I was watching yesterday, he pulls off his mask at the end, you hear it just really slowed down and completely without power, completely changes the context. And then in Solo, there's a little propaganda video going on when, when Han joins the uh, Empire, and it's it's the Imperial March in major. Yeah. So it's like this happy, heroic theme. Right. It's just the weirdest and most amazing. And I, I do know a lot of, I, us being musicians, we know a lot of musicians, and musicians tend to be snobs. Um, there, are, there are some musicians who don't really like John Williams. Uh, I, I just could never get with that, because I just, I love John Williams, and he is Star Wars. And I was worried... I mean, about the future of Star Wars without John Williams. Thankfully, I've been proven wrong by just about everything. Oh my gosh, the, the, Mandalorian, the music in the music Mandalorian is awesome. amazing. Yeah. Uh, the music in Rogue Solo Rogue and Rogue One was, nice was fantastic. Yeah. Yeah. So thankfully, it's it's passing on to good hands, um, but just you can't discount the brilliance of John Williams composing. Yeah. The only other thing that I think about with Palpatine, though, is if you played Battlefront 2, and that, I think that's supposed to be canon, and yep. you know, Operation Cinder, and and he has a final order, and it's kind of like uh, a droid almost who has um, a mask that has a projection of the Emperor in it. And so the so I like that kind of way of bringing the Emperor back too. Right. So I think they could have done something like that and been just as successful as actually having this like zombie like person there. Yeah. It well, was- did you notice? Behind the zombie thing, he was hooked up to that giant contraption and everything like that. Mm -hmm. The person in the back was Sith Jar Jar Binks. Oh, I'm sure it was Darth yeah. Darth, uh, Darth Darth Binks. Yeah, Darth sure Binks. Darth Binks <laughs> was controlling. Yeah, yeah, they made that. Yeah, he's he's back there pushing the levers. He's I, like, I yeah. did really like the fact that yeah, he he managed to, to save himself, but this dude's messed up. Oh, yeah, you know? like, <laughs> yeah. He's, he's being he had suspended no by his back. Yeah. yeah, I mean his his lips are all black and he's right. like, but he that he was no eyes the, all the flashing lights and stuff, uh-huh. man. That was some of the scariest Star Wars yeah. I've ever seen. It oh, was yeah. terrifying. It take Thirty years though for him to come out and that's what I don't well understand. he was I, I would I would assume he was building everything you saw at the end he was building 30 years the empire. and that's, that's that's a long time that there's a lot of ships it was a lot of ships but that's another thing that that I don't know that I love about the movie is like episode four set up uh, the Death Star hey we have a thing that can kill a planet how do you get scarier than that 
You know, how do you how do you elevate Death Star too? You that's how you get the the second Death Star, which is bigger. And then after that, it's like, well, how do you get you get Starkiller base, which can destroy a uh, you know a system that got blown up? Well, how can we possibly have a so like there is almost like assured mutual destruction? You know what I mean? It's like they've they've gotten this they started out they showed their hand right away so now how do we make it so that we have an even more threatening thing well we put giant lasers on all the ships on everything <laughs> yeah so going back to extended universe there was the ship called the sun crusher and it would shoot energy into a star and it would cause the star to supernova and that would take out the entire system right that was awesome now that was supposed <laughs> to be wasn't that the original idea for the um for star for base well for the um when the original movie, because my problem before I saw episode seven was I looked at all the um, the rumors and stuff and and all the things and and the ideas and everybody that everything that was everybody talking about on the internet and one of the things was that that's what it was it wasn't Star Killer base it was actually this planet killer ship called uh, Sun Crusher mm-hmm. um, and then as the rumors went along throughout the three years of production that kind of disappeared into and just morphed into Star Killer base. There was also this thing called the World Devastators, uh, and they were these like giant ships that would come down to planets and basically like punch them and just like destroy them. <laughs> but I don't think that was as cool as the as the sun. And well, the rebel, the rebels' yeah. answer to to that sun crusher was supposed to be something called the hammer, which was supposed to, I guess, destroy in a rebel kind of way, destroy the the empires or the first order ships. Huh. Like the hammerhead Corvette or something totally. No, different. it was just called the, the hammer. hammer. That was that. supposed to be their big weapon. Very yeah. cool. So you get this escalation of Star Wars machinery and weaponry where, again, in the first episode of the, the entire series, they give us this planet killer. And so I'm almost a little tired of the Death Star tech thing because in The Last Jedi, you know, when they blew open the bunker buster, they're like, oh, it's miniaturized Death Star tech. Mm-hmm. But I guess that is also, they're really leaning heavily into this kyber crystal mining thing because yeah. we saw it in Solo when they were they were mining the kyber crystals from, uh, what was uh, the planet that they were on with the that's gonna annoy me anyway um, and then Scarif no Scarif was where they went at the end in the beginning where they met uh, Chirrut Imwe uh, they were on this planet oh um if you're yeah Brian go ahead and Wikipedia that for was, me because that's gonna annoy me a lot it was Obi it was a play on Obi Wan uh, Wabani is no, that what it's called? I don't know. Anyway, that Brian, Brian's planets. looking it up. Anyway, so they have that, and then in the Clone Wars, there's a lot of talk about the Jedi when they went to Ilum to harvest their kyber crystals for their lightsaber, uh, and then we had the most recent Star Wars game come out where we almost kind of definitely but not really learned that Ilum, which was this planet, was turned into Starkiller Base, and they used the kyber crystals in it to make it. So so they're really pushing kind of this, this Death Star yeah. technology of blowing up planets using kyber crystals, but just seems like find find another threat not not destroy your planet make right find something a little more creative to me just the emperor himself would have been a big enough threat yeah and you know uh you think oh man we have this bad guy who's really powerful that's a bummer and then all of a sudden you learn oh he's so powerful he can destroy like a thousand ships using his force lightning oh boy see now that's the sort of stuff i'm interested in how the force can become right. a threat. Not so why like, does he need the ships? If he can, if he can disable thousands of ships, why does know. he? Why does he need them? But Brian, was he only eight? Jetta. Jetta, that's, that's what it was. It was Jetta? Jetta. Yes. Didn't he only destroy the ships after he sucked the force out of? Yeah. So well, he regenerated his body. Right. Is the whole thing. But right. um, and that's that's another thing that we learned about is apparently you can suck the souls out of people and regrow yes. your fingernails and stuff. So that's fun. <laughs> um, and then the other thing I was watching uh, New Rockstar. I really like their YouTube channel. 
they were talking about identity in this whole movie um, and about Ray's identity, um, Kyle, or, yeah, Kylo's identity and everything like that and going back to, you know, finally Kylo, when he finally called Han dad, that's when he was able to, you know, let him go and say, like, I was wrong, you're right, and then he became Ben at mm-hmm. that point in time, and then even Ray going all the way to the very, very end of the movie now, when Ray buries the two lightsabers in the sand, and, well, twice it happened. Once it happened at the festival when the girl asked her, oh, what's your name? She right. says, Ray, and then she goes, oh, what's your last name? How many people? Right. I, well, see you on the street. What's your name? Hi, I'm Nick. Oh, what's Nick, your last name? What's your Nick last what? name, Nick? <laughs> you know, like none of your very, business. Yeah. How about that, kid? Random very, kid. Very. They were very. They were pushing this whole identity yeah. thing throughout mm-hmm. the entire uh, episode or movie, I guess. Right. Um. So I thought it was cool. I, did we need it? Did we need her to be a Skywalker at the end? Did we need her to change her name from Palpatine? Although it would have been really cool if she said her last name was Palpatine and then the old lady like ran away. Right. Ah! <laughs> right. Uh, going back to the, because we've talked about it already, but I, I just remember another thing. In that uh, Ben Solo, Han Solo scene, the poetry behind that, because the one of the last things that Ky- Kylo like break, or Ben breaks down a little bit and he says, Dad, yeah. and then there's nothing else and... What does Han say? He says, I know. I know. Right? That's that's like mm-hmm. another wink, that's huge his, I love wink, you. wink, nudge, yeah. nudge at the fans. But, yeah. like, it was beautiful. I yeah. thought it was so great. Yeah. So that was that's that's uh, Han Solo's right. go-to. Instead of saying, I love you, it's just, uh, I, know. I know. That's right. And it's so cool. we, all right, so we have, we're, we're encouraging it. We have an hour of time already. We're think, already into an hour, hit, yeah. I think we've hit two or three scenes so far. Yeah, we've, you know, yeah. Nice. All right, so, so I'm going to throw out something very controversial. Go ahead. I think it'll bring, bring up good discussion. So. Agree or not, do you think that they should not have um, saved Chewie by having him go out, go out on another shuttle? Now, I, it seemed really I think it would have been very powerful to show how dangerous Ray can be with the dark side to actually have killed Chewbacca. There, and, and I love Chewbacca. I'm, no, I know absolutely. the anti-Chewbacca yeah. people are going to be really mad at me right now. But to me, it would have been a very powerful scene had Chewbacca really died from her force lightning. Yep. I had now now that we know he's alive, it's a lot less powerful. Well, let's think about the ramifications right now because there's I think the easiest way to compare this to something else would be Endgame. You know what I mean? When like when it comes to comparing franchises, these are very easy franchises to compare. We get to the end of Endgame and we lose our star player. You know what I mean? Uh Iron Man slash Robert Downey Jr. create basically put that stuff on the map. It was all great, but like People loved his character, and he we lost him. He died. I don't think we got that in this series. We got you know Ben died, which was sad, but Ben wasn't the big right. hero. We no. didn't have a big and you know Luke died, but all but, the deaths. But then he was Luke died. And he was forced Luke, so yeah, he's right. still there. So like it didn't seem like we got a whole lot of hard hitting. Oh my gosh, there moments. were no sacrifices. Yeah, from the and when that when that plane exploded while they were having their little force tug of war, I looked at my wife and we were. I was just gonna like. Chewie just died. Yeah, Is that like how they, they killed it? Chewie. Like, yeah. so if they were gonna kill him, I would have hoped they would have done it better than that. Yeah, there are people yeah, who yeah. are annoyed about how some people, like people, were annoyed that Akbar died in like such a cavalier way. Yeah, they're like, oh, he's a major character. How did? But like, 
you know Akbar is not a major character, right? He's like he's, he's, he, he, in Star we've Wars, had him for we've had yeah. him for thirty years, so I understand your connection to him. But he's he's really really a minor character he's, in the Star Wars series. He's had the same amount of lines probably as uh, as um, Boba Fett has had. You know, maybe yeah, or or Wicket. I don't or know. Or Wicket, yeah. Well, there's there's a whole you know Rose Coalition that oh we wanted more Rose in this movie. Well, look, Rose got more screen time than Luke Skywalker in this movie. Yeah, and. Think about it. This is the Skywalker saga, saga. We should have seen more Luke Skywalker in this movie than Rose. And, yeah, absolutely. And, uh, yeah, th- there's a lot of weirdness with Rose. People liked her. People hated her. I understand not liking her character, and I didn't love her character that much. I think the big thing, people are worried about saying they didn't like her because there was such a social media backlash against her, and she right. actually deleted her social media stuff, which is ridiculous. Star Wars fans are awful sometimes. Uh, absolutely. Um, but just because Star Wars, fa- Wars fans are awful doesn't mean that like she should have had more screen time like apparently from what I've heard some of her screen time was with Leia which becomes an issue when you know Carrie Fisher passes away and they have to kind of make do with what they have which I think they did a great job of by the way yeah oh yeah, yeah it was it was good there was one Star Wars death that, I, that did impact me when Quill died <laughs> oh my gosh! That I think that hit me more than any death in yeah in, in yeah the, this entire. Nick trilogy. is still hoping that he's not dead. <laughs> we're going to see Nick Nolte again. Yeah. <laughs> it's all about storytelling because yeah. the yeah. story is so powerful. You feel connected to the characters. Yeah. How connected do you feel to a lot of the characters in the new trilogy? Not as connected. Right. Yeah. I just don't think it's good, as good of a story as something. And like they Man said Warrior. that uh, when Chewie was playing uh, the chess game with them and he was cheating and winning. They said that he was 250 years old. He's not. Do you know how old he really is? 232 years old. Oh, wow. Well, yes. about 250. He was close. Now, if, but if, if you're close to 250, you want people, if you're 230 and somebody <laughs> says you're 250, I'm angry. That's true. <laughs> like, now, you just aged me 20 years. If Chewbacca had died, you would have missed that incredibly moving scene, you know, uh, of when he finds out that Leia had died. And, you know, mm-hmm. just, oh, yeah. he acted more with those bear yeah. grunts and, you know, yeah. that, that that character there. So I really like that. Um, if he was to die in that scene, I, I would have felt cheated. I would have felt like he didn't get um, a proper death, you know, just and also, a cinematic death. When I saw it the first time, I was like, really? And then I'm like, you're, you're not like you made up that there was a second ship. Right. I'm like, come on. But then when we watch it the second time, they do fly in two ships. Oh, is there two ships? There are okay. two ships that fly in. So now, I was like, okay, you I, didn't just make this up on the wing. Like, oh, oh, you know what? Let's keep him alive. Yeah. You know? I was like, oh. I kind of forgot about the, the Chewy reaction until you just mentioned it. And maybe it was me just trying to preserve my sanity because <laughs> I had a, a, a much stronger reaction to his reaction than to Leia's death. Maybe I because too. I was prepared for her death because right. I knew it was coming. Yeah. yeah. Um, but man, I didn't, like, the emotion that... That came out of that Wookiee man. That was that was really a yeah, a it was great really scene. good. And you don't get to no. yeah, and you don't get to see Chewie humanized as yeah. much as you would expect to. But yeah, one of my favorite YouTubers, his name is Tyrone Magnus. Um, he's a, he reviews movies and he's a huge Star Wars and Marvel fan. You have to watch his review of the Rise of Skywalker because he does this whole reenacting reenacting of Chewie ex- <laughs> making these outrageous you know emotional outbursts from. Leia dying. Yeah, um, you have to watch it. Just and then also me, at the very end when they're laugh. when they're back on Endor and they're all celebrating on Endor, there's a scene where he's showing like C3PO and R2D2 his his medal that he got from uh, from Leia and he's like holding it up. He's like, "Look, I finally got the medal that I should have gotten 30 years ago." So I saw it uh, well two nights ago, I guess I saw it again, and this is totally non sequitur. Sorry, but I 
I heard a couple lines that I didn't hear at all from before. Uh, did you hear this line when they go down underneath the like the quicksand or whatever, and C three PO is talking? C three PO comes down and he's like, "Is this the afterlife? I don't think <laughs> droids are supposed to be here." Yeah. <laughs> and so there's a couple of moments like that that kind of yeah. struck me. I just yeah, C three PO turned into like the comic relief mm-hmm. of the episode. I think they were trying to build him up so that when he left right it, it felt more impactful but, but did you course, did you know that it was back. it was his second time that his brain was wiped yeah they talk yeah. about it in in at like, the end of episode three yeah they yep. say something about but r2 was never wiped and that's kind of why he's like the way he is apparently right. is that yeah. he, he kind of develops a personality and that's why they do wipe the droids memories apparently is that they begin to develop this personality, personality. i remember seeing c-3po standing up with the red eyes in the previews and everyone is saying, oh, it's probably they're red because, you know, he restarted. It's nothing as sinister as you think. And then we find out, oh, it's red because he's, he's like, speaking, speaking this old ancient <laughs> Sith yeah. tongue. It was really crazy. Like, yeah, it was really they, cool. They leaned heavily into, like, the Sith sorcery so and stuff. It, in with this, the Sith sorcery, yeah. it was galactic law, whatever, that droids weren't allowed to speak right. Sith. Palpatine was the leader of everything. So he probably wrote it in there so that nobody could find out that he was building this giant army and all this stuff. Yeah. And he was so he's he's a smart bad guy. Yeah, I mean when when you like look at all the things he was able to accomplish, he he knows a thing or two a, yeah. about a thing or two. Well, think about the original trilogy. He was the leader of both sides of a war. Right. Yeah. I mean, yeah. you have to be pretty good at planning if you're yeah. going to do that. And he convinced Jar Jar, which doesn't seem very hard to do, but he convinced Jar Jar to make all these bad decisions so that he could start <laughs> the war. So, yeah. So he, he's he's a very well-thought-out character. I do like, too, that they, they've been building on this idea of the Sith as a cult. Yes. Uh, it started, again, and I think they're laying these seeds a lot in the new movies, which is great. It started in um, Rogue One. When we went to Mustafar, uh, uh, Krennic, director Krennic, went to Mustafar to meet with Darth Vader because he was angry that his project got taken away from him. Uh, and so we saw on Mustafar we have Vader's castle, and in Vader's castle are these Sith adherents, you know, these dudes in black robes mm-hmm. who, like, tend to Darth Vader. Um, and then we see, at first I thought I was imagining it, but then you see, oh my gosh, there's this inju- entire arena of, like, robed and cloaked people and you realize that like the Sith have maintained this cult-like following throughout this entire thing yeah uh, and it, it's really interesting to, to see the Sith as like a cult and a religion mm-hmm. uh, because before again uh, we don't know how much of this is going to continue to be canon but before the Sith were just two dudes right. the Sith was an entire organization and before the Sith was an entire organization the Sith was a race of aliens Right there, there were peop- a, a race of people known as the Sith, and that's where that came. The Sith Empire came from that. Um, so again, it's it's kind of building on this this almost cult like, sinister like witchcrafty right. sort of thing, and they they displayed that with the uh, the new powers as well with this whole dark ritual, kill me and I'll pass into you like yeah. weird culty yeah. satanic sort of stuff. It was dark. It was very dark. But that totally makes sense why there's a, always a master and apprentice. You know, right. And the apprentice kills the master. Always so the the I, apprentice always kills the master, and then so he becomes I, a new. Yeah. I like that. I like that yeah. kind of theme. Yeah. We could talk about this all day. We've That's already right. gone for an hour, and we're up to an hour and 15 minutes, and it wow. feels like we've only talked for five. That's right. So um, I don't know how much of the actual movie we, we <laughs> talk about, but we did talk about how the entire universe has 
played itself into the movie. Yeah, in case, listeners, in case you can't tell at home, there's not a lot of planning that goes into these, no. these episodes. <laughs> we, we go, all right, what's the topic? All right, let's sit down and chat. And that's kind of what we like. We, yeah. we don't want to be too structured here. Uh, I did jot a couple things down I wanted to talk about, but I think we kind of talked. We didn't talk too much about Finn, right? Because I think they laid some breadcrumbs for Finn being Force-sensitive in this, mm-hmm. like some really yeah. heavy-handed JJ breadcrumbs. JJ confirmed that that's what he was going to say. Okay. Sorry, JJ confirmed that that's what he was going to say. tell Ray. Okay. Not that he loved her. Oh, not that he but, loved her? But that he was yeah. Force-sensitive. And JJ yeah. did confirm that. Okay. okay, well, that's good. So, and and yeah, piggy-tailing off of that, um, I really thought that they were going to end this in such a way that it was like, we can't do anything with this story anymore. You know what I mean? I thought they were going to put a a giant bow on it like Mm -hmm. this is done. Right. They didn't. No. You know what I mean? There is plenty of story in this same era and this same like character sort of progression. Yeah. To continue. Um, So I don't know if they're going to, but it, it, it would seem like a waste to not eventually and to not eventually explore what happens after and what Finn's role is going to be because clearly they were setting something up for Finn. Um, it, it, it just, to, to tie up, I guess, this episode, they didn't tie up their episode. No, they left it with very that open. With yeah. I was expecting. Yeah, which is fine because, I mean, it came to a conclusion. The good defeated the bad, but then, you know, where do we go from there? We, we They left it open enough that we can keep going with this. Bad can rise up again. There's always going to be bad. There's always going to be bad guys there. So uh, somebody else is going to rise up. We can have Poe running Spice again and then decide that he's going right. lead to the, lead the resistance again, which is, I guess, you know, is now not the resistance anymore. They're, they're the winners. They're the government. Right? Yeah, they're, they're the government now. Yeah. So And, and with uh, there are people also who are upset about, I mean, Star Wars fans are just kind of upset about a lot they're of things. They're upset. They they want it their way, and if it's not their way, they're upset about it. Yeah, I don't know. I, I had a thought in my head, but it just left me. There's, so you gonna, can't I'm have too many chiefs. You, you know, the, uh, I, I went through one and a half of these drinks yes. that Brian made us. Brian made a uh, delicious drink. You know, it's it started affecting I, uh, my I, ability to remember <laughs> things. <laughs> it's not that strong. It doesn't taste strong at all. No, it's very it good. It is delightful. Yes, it's very, <laughs> as Nick says, delightful. So it was a lot of fun having two guests in the studio today. Yeah, so to thank Brian and Tom. Thanks yeah, for coming so out, Thanks gentlemen. for coming Anytime all the way out here. To, do it again soon. To Bantha Milk headquarters. Yes, here in sunny New Jersey. And it, it was, was actually sunny today. today. It was oh beautiful. Oh, my gosh. It was like it was 68 sunny. degrees. January 12th in New Jersey, 68 degrees. Look it up. It doesn't happen very often. No. So it was amazing. Yeah. But so. uh, we had a good time. We had a great drink. Yes. Right. Uh, we will be back. Uh, for those of you who uh, are following along with us, we're definitely going to keep posting. We're not done. Probably going about every other week here. Uh, we want to start uh, discussing, you know, wrapping up of the Mandalorian, what we thought afterwards, you know, start ranking some stuff. Um, oh, look at that. He's, he's little, giving me the music. I'm playing you off He's music. playing me off. <laughs> anyway, we are Bantha Milk Podcast on, on Gmail, on Instagram, on Facebook. We are Bantha Milk on Twitter. We had such a great time. And from all of us here in Bantha Milk headquarters, we have spoken. We have spoken. <laughs>